Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. If you're listening to the show for the first time in a few weeks, yeah, you're hearing a new voice producing the show. It's the Zach Attack. Zach McHugh was on Alt-1021 and still hear him on there. My middle name. Yeah. Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah. Is that what you go by on air? You just go, hey, what up? It's Vaughn. Yeah, that's right. Like Ricky Vaughn. Yeah. I, you know what? About I was watching Major League, and I was like, "That's exa- that had to have been where you got that from. No. Um, when I started out, well, it was like my second or third gig in radio. I was in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I had, believe it or not, and I'm not trying to big league you or anything, but yeah. I was stalked in my first radio job, and it was really creepy. So I didn't want to be my real name. And so I was getting pressured. Stevie Ray Vaughn was on the radio. And it was a last-minute decision. The GM and my PD were in the studio with me. And I was like, fine, Vaughn, but I'm not going to spell it like Rick, uh, Steve Ray Vaughn. I'll spell it like the goalie pads that I wore in college. V-O-N-N? V-A-U-G-H-N. Oh. Vaughn. <laughs> not Vaughn. All right, Vaughn. Hey, Hoosel. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hit that sounder, talk some NFL here on NFL Hits. Every head coach on the hot seat. The hit stories in the NFL. NFL hits on A1 Radio. All right, Vaughn. So I was telling you this earlier that your kids will be fired up because this year the NFL has announced that CBS Sports Nickelodeon will team up for the first ever Super Bowl alternate telecast. I will tell you this right now. If the Super Bowl was on Nickelodeon as a kid, I would have been there. I would have been watching. So are they going to cartoon it out? Or Yeah, so they did this la- the last few the years. The NHL did this, and it was awesome. The My NFL did this it. for Wild Card for sure. Wild Card for sure with Nate Burleson as a host. And, you know, they just had, you know, fake CGI that when players got in the end zone, they would look like they were getting slimed on. I mean, to me, it looked like fake CGI. Maybe to a kid, they're like, oh, my God, Travis Kelsey's got slime all over him. I don't know. I mean, I will say I think it's cool because w- when I was a kid, I would have really liked it. Now, the NHL did something, but it was uh, it was like little, you know, remember the old NES ice hockey game? Yeah, yeah. It was like those kind of characters, and it was, I, I forget what the cartoon was, like Green City or something like that. Mm. So it was more like those characters, but it was the real game call, and it was like real movement from the real game they somehow tracked the players oh really yeah it was pretty cool so they're gonna have a kid-centric presentation on nickelodeon but it will mark the first time the super bowl has an alternate telecast with another network and i think that is the lead right there bad news for it's, the puppy bowl has nothing yeah i know which i always watch every year you. oh of course i've got two tvs one on the cute stuff one on the real game you know uh but i what i think is interesting is it's the first time the super bowl has an alternate telecast i'm telling you this is going to be the first in what's going to happen where it's going to be a battle all right i have a feeling the super bowl will not be played in america in less than five years that is my hot take. They're going to be offered a billion dollars to have that bitch in, in Qatar or Germany or Saudi Arabia. You know, all the blood oh, money that's rolling yeah, in I now. Hope not. It's going to happen. And so CBS has the rights to the Super Bowl, which will be played in Vegas February 11th on 2024. And uh, NFL media executive president Hans Schroeder sounds like a sounds like a villain Hans Schroeder Uh, he said well we are thrilled to partner with CBS Sports and Nickelodeon to present the first 
alternate telecast of the Super Bowl. Our previous telecasts on Nickelodeon have been huge hits and created a new and different way to experience an NFL game. We're excited to bring that creativity to Super Bowl 58 and give our fans another way to enjoy one of the world's most popular sporting events. Now, I will say, as a kid, I was duped one year. I specifically remember Cartoon Network saying they were doing a Super Bowl, and so I was fired up. And because they were promoting it as uh, the Roadrunner, right? Who was the villain in the Roadrunner? Wiley Coyote. Coyote. And they promoted it as the year the Coyote would finally catch the Roadrunner. And so I remember during the Super Bowl that year, as a kid, I turned off CBS and would turn to Cartoon Network every commercial break to try to see the Coyote catch the Roadrunner. Spoiler, he never caught him. Never once. You were duped. And all it was is they were just running, you know, a, a reruns over and over again with, like, football-themed commercials, like 15-second promos, and I was duped as a kid. They got I, you. They probably got a million people. They probably did, all right? So now Nickelodeon is going to do the same thing, but actually they're going to show the game. So, you know, if you're if you're not a, in my house, if you're a dad listening and you've got kids, at least, you know, you know, you could throw on Nickelodeon on a side TV and they'll be watching. Uh, not everybody's rolling with the side TV, by the way. That's pretty cool. Oh, with the double TVs, maybe different rooms. But well, yeah, I think it's I think it's part of the reason why I'm not having many girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, my living room looks like a movie theater. I'm playing video games on one, and I'm watching Sports Center on the other. Oh, well, no, you don't like Sports Center? No, no, I don't. And here's the worst part: is that I have a third TV that I can bring out from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll set up my laptop for fantasy. Here, you I can mean, watch The Bachelor it's, it's, and it's I'll watch yeah. Shark Week or whatever. No, no women in their right mind would spend more than 20 minutes. But we in still my need a room. woman to call the show. I know we do. Is there one woman out there would say, "Awad, I love the double television broadcast. <laughs> I want more. I want four. Can you give me the quad?" Then we need a meetup. It would call for a meetup. <laughs> But I don't want, like, a dude listening to get a girl to call a show. I want the girl to actually be a listener. Yeah, I know. Like, you life. know that there's there's listeners, there's female uh, male listeners that listen to the junkies that are such hardcore fans uh-huh. that they force their girlfriends on long car rides to listen. And then sometimes they'll call in, and it makes for great radio. I know. You know? I know. We need to do that. Um, also, in the NFL, we should mention Colts. Jonathan Taylor has been in the news a lot recently. Well... He is denying reports of back pain. So the drama factory in the Indianapolis Colts is showing no signs of slowing down. We all know that Jonathan Taylor is a top five running back in the NFL, but he's also the most disgruntled running back in the NFL. Earlier this week, we announced that he asked for a trade coming off ankle surgery. He was placed on the pup list. Well, it was announced that he was having issues with back pain. Meanwhile, Colts owner Jim Ursay says a trade won't be happening. Remember, that was the, the news yesterday. The trade, uh, he said, no matter what, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor. Um, so the back injury announcement is interesting because there's word that Ursay is considering putting Jonathan Taylor on the non-football injury list because he suffered this working out on his own in Arizona. With that, the Colts could opt to not pay him. Just say, hey, you're an unhappy running back. How do you like not getting a paycheck this season, right? Why don't, you, they have? why don't you ask Le'Veon Bell how that sounds, right? Oh, um, God, he was a bust. Not Le'Veon, but Taylor was a bust last year in fantasy. Well, they, the other interesting thing is that uh, they have another running back. I, I'm, I'm, I'm botching. Think, Zach Moss, I think. Oh, yeah. He's he was injured. terrible, too. He's injured for 
maybe the entire season. He was not good so in the, Buffalo. You know what? If we were smart right now, we'd log into FanDuel, we'd sign up promo code AWOD, and take the under on the Annapolis Colts. Yeah. They're going to struggle this year. You think you're going to get it on the Commanders this year? I'm going to take the over on the Commanders. Was it six and a half? Six and a half. We're going to take That's the over one. of the under on the Cardinals. Right, right at four I, and a half. I like the over on the Patriots. I mean, that seven. just makes sense. It's seven and a half is oh, easy for Bill Belichick, right? I mean, eight win. He should be five hundred every day, every season till he dies. Yeah, he's that good. Tough division though. And then you look at the Colts. I mean, I, I will say all the talk Theirs yesterday. Is probably four and a half or worse. Yeah, all the talk yesterday was with the more Jonathan Taylor upsetting news was take the over on Anthony Richardson rush yards for the season. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be forced to. Because they're not going to have a running back. He looks like Mike Tyson in football pads. (laughs) He looks so big. He's crazy. Yeah. There's definitely excitement with a guy that looks that intriguing uh, in pads. Athletic But I just don't think he's accurate enough. You know, in the NFL, you can't just kind of throw it up. Because the sauce gardeners and these DVs in the league will eat it up with interceptions. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Today was the first day of pads for Commander's training camp. Oh, Zach, you've never met him. He comes on the show from time to time. He is a diehard Commander's fan by the name of Tailgate Ted. Tailgate's <laughs> in every single game. He'll join us next on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. It's AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Your home for Richmond's first ever football festival coming to River City Roll August 19th. We've got two great bands, Chris Leggett and Flight Club. I'll be joined by DJ Dukesta representing the JMU Dukes talk high school football with the czar gary hess college football and the nfl with a full season preview show and we've got a big sponsor now found out today yep thank you south park carpet and flooring outlet up in colonial heights i can't wait to check out the store it's going to be a ton of fun football festival awads football fest coming to river city roll august 19th from 3 to 7 p.m and joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Tailgate Ted. And Ted, I want to personally invite you to come to Football Festival. It sounds like a blast, Adam. I might have to make my trip down there. Absolutely. You know, I was wondering, did you come to River City Roll last year for their commander's party? No, I didn't. I missed it last year. But I know my co-host, Rally Captain, was down there, and he had a great time. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It's the perfect venue uh, for sports fans to get together and celebrate the official kickoff of the football season. That's August 19th at River City Roll. Today marked the first day of pads on at Commander's training camp. Ted, what was it like? Give me the sights and sounds. It was great to be back out there, and I was curious to see. Can, you see those summer blockbuster movies that do good week one, but that following week there's a lull and they don't make as much money? Yeah. I was curious to see, was the fan base going to show up, given that it's another week and maybe people don't care as much. But there were well over 2,000 fans out there. Everybody was excited for pads to be on, and the players definitely had one of their – best practices I've seen, at least from a defensive perspective. From the offensive side, you could have asked for more. 
Ted, as a diehard fan, I'm curious to hear your take on the facilities, the stands, the view for fans. Uh, kind of explain to my audience here what it's like going to tra Commander's Training Camp this year compared to last year under owner Dan Snyder. Well, I've been going to camp for 20 years. I, I do miss coming down to Richmond and getting some ZZQ and hanging out down there, but they have really upgraded Ashburn. I mean, the stands, the bleachers that they put in, it's crazy how lipstick on a pig can make that damn thing look sexy because <laughs> it's just food trucks out here. It's just porta johns. It's a white picket fence. But you would act like, or fans are acting like, they invested tens of millions of dollars and built a brand new concrete facility for us. You know, we finally look like a real professional setup, and fans are really appreciative. Yeah, I mean, here in Richmond, I can feel the excitement, uh, but you're being able to see it there in Ashburn. And we've heard reports of tens of thousand fans uh, out there every single day. And so, you know, being a fan going to it, does it feel like the energy is just at an, a level it hasn't been in 20-plus years? It's definitely never – well, I don't want to say never. It hasn't been at this level since Joe Gibbs came back the second time, in my opinion. When Coach came back, the fan base was excited to greet him at camp, and everyone wanted to be around Joe Gibbs. I mean, who doesn't? The man's a legend. He's in the Hall of Fame. But walking around town, just in general, not even at training camp, I wear my gear, and I get people that would just shake their head in disapproval. <laughs> I'm walking around town now, and I've got people high-fiving me, and I'm not joking. It is just so different night and day now that Dan's gone. In terms of FedEx Field, your guy that's there every single weekend, what sorts of improvements do you want Josh Harris and company to make right away? We've got to staff the stadium better. I mean, your first and second yes, interactions are parking and getting into the stadium. It took me 45 minutes to get in last year, and that's where season ticket holders are supposed to have a special VIP fast lane. And it just wasn't staffed. They need to do a better job at having people out there because you have fans. I think uh, Matt Paris, who you had on, is talking about 4,000-plus more season ticket holders signing up. Well, these are perks that people are looking for that they're selling us that we were not getting last year. And I'm hoping that the Harris ownership group makes some improvements around that. And, you know, he talked about broken TVs and broken couches. Believe it or not, those are a thing in that stadium. And I'm hoping when we get back out there for the Ravens game, all that's going to be gone. Yeah, Ted, do me a favor. Paint a picture for me of what last year at FedEx Field was like because I've been boycotting that stadium probably back to 2018. I haven't been to a game. Well, it was me and about 59,000 Philadelphia fans that I did not want to ever meet or speak <laughs> to. But, you know, FedEx... It's old. They have not made a ton of investments in it. And the old ownership group, I think there was an article in the Washington Post, they talked about, you know, Mrs. Snyder was being asked by Nick Sunberg's wife to have a changing station put in the bathroom so the players could change their kids. And in that Post article, she stated that we're getting a new stadium. We're not going to put one in. I mean, that's how crazy it was. And you're talking something that was $200 to put in. They would not do for a player's wife. So they didn't care about the players. They didn't really care about the fans or their experience. 
because we were giving them money regardless. I was part of the problem. I wasn't going to stop going. <laughs> now people are coming back, and they're going to make sure that they're going to get their money's worth. It's Tailgate Ted with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. He is a Hall of Fame tailgate chef in my mind and a local TV chef. He's also the co-host of DMV Mess Hall, the podcast, and a diehard D.C. sports fan. Uh, so what is your take on the new stadium site? Are you all in to bring it to RFK? I was actually talking with D.C. Council member Kenan McDuffie today. He was out of practice, and I would love it if we could get it back to RFK. That is the home of this team. That's the home of this franchise. But getting out of camp at about 6.45 this morning, I was talking with some older fans that hadn't been out in a long time. And to me, what made RFK great was winning. No one would have cared or bounced up and down those bleachers if those teams did not win. So wherever the stadium is, if we get a winner on the field, that's all that's really going to matter. We'll Ted, make those bleachers shake regardless of the town. Does Sam Howell look like a winner to you? Sam does, but he needs help. Sam had a beautiful pass to Terry that I saw you retweet earlier. He's looked great at times, but that offensive line has struggled. And I really wanted to see what they could do against this defensive line now that they have pads on. And he's only going to be as good as those five guys blocking in front of him. Ted, love having you on the show, providing the fan perspective out at training camp. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Follow Ted on social media at Tailgate Ted and check out his podcast on Twitter at DMV Mess Hall. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it, Adam. You take care. Yep. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. It's 833-804-0910. If you've been out to training camp, I want to hear from you. 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the first of the month. It is Tuesday, August 1st. We are just 18 days away from AWOD's football festival. Zach, Matt dropped off. See if you can get him back on the line. Matthew Paris covers the Washington Commanders for the Washington Times. He'll join us in just a second. Today, the pads went on for the first time. And I will say the good news is nobody's injured. I mean, thank goodness, right? I mean, that happens. It's so frustrating every single year. Uh, I, I think back to a couple of years ago. In preseason, when we lost Jordan Reed to another concussion for the season. And that was the end of his career in Washington. A guy that I loved for so long, a playmaker at the tight end position, just as his career ended short because of too many injuries. Joining us right now on the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's our boy, the Bulldog, Matthew Paris. What's going on, Matt? Oh, nothing much. Oh, oh he went into witness protection. Yeah, mode. this is the Darth Vader noise right here. See if we can get Matt back on the line behind the behind the scenes here. A little inside radio. We've had phone issues now, and uh, we've you know been talking uh, behind the scenes extensively about trying to solve it. And you know, I I have a feeling that Matthew Paris is an iPhone guy, and it's not an iPhone issue, right? It, you know, sometimes Androids are the issue. Sometimes it's you know, dealing with somebody uh, in a different area code. Uh, but he's calling us from Ashburn. So we'll be able to get him on the line in just a second here. And uh, I know that he was out at training camp. And the biggest story that everybody's really talking about right now is the quarterback, Sam Howell. And the fact that Terry McLaurin has now played with 10 different quarterbacks, 10 different quarterbacks in just four years. He was... Uh, 
he was quoted earlier this week saying, speaking of Sam Howell, of, he says, as we've gone over the course of this offseason, we've thrown together. Speaking of Sam Howell, we've gotten some reps out there. I think one thing that strikes me with him is we have a nuanced connection. He feels a nuanced connection with his new quarterback, his 10th quarterback that he's worked with in four years in Washington, Sam Howell. Once again, Matthew Paris here with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, Matt? Uh, nothing much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so what was your biggest takeaway from Commander's training camp today with the pads on? Yeah, I mean, it was hard not to look at the offensive and the defensive line, just the strengths coming together. Um, it, that's kind of where it focused, you know, the other positions, quarterback and all the receivers and connections, you know, that was very much kind of up and down. Somehow had some moments. Uh, the defense, the secondary was a lot stronger for most of the day. But, uh, you know, watching the interior with Sam Cosney holding up at right guard, Sadiq Charles, uh, this offensive line I, I thought actually looked pretty good in spots. And so that is encouraging if you're a Washington fan. Are there any guys missing practice sitting out on the sidelines? You know what, Adam? It has been very quiet in that regard. You know, it, yes. they've been relatively healthy, knock on uh, wood. You know, the guy who missed practice yesterday was Jamin Davis, but he missed it for an entire reason that had nothing to do with injuries. He was in court, and uh, he was back today and back in practice. So, you know, this team has stayed relatively healthy uh, so far, not really dealing with anything major. The highlight that's circling on social media right now with over 400,000 views is Terry McLaurin making the catch of the camp. Uh, but wide receiver Torrey Smith, who's a Super Bowl champion, I take everything he says seriously, says it's nice catch, but the ball placement was elite. That's exactly where you want it to be with the right amount of touch. I mean, it really does look like an impressive throw and catch, Matt. It does, yeah. You know, it, it's... Interesting to hear his perspective because, you know, you, you do have to you, you do see McLaurin kind of having to make that extra stride for it, but if that's what it takes um, to you know get away from the cornerback. Then credit Sam Howell for making that throw. It was I thought his best throw of the day. He was kind of up and down uh, throughout practice, but that one uh, was definitely the highlight. Matthew Paris here with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Read his work online. WashingtonTimes.com. Follow him on social media, Matthew underscore Paris. You can read his article right now. Contract uncertainty clouds commander's defensive ends ahead of 2023 season. Who has looked better between Montez Sweat and Chase Young? You have to decide because the commanders are going to have to decide. <laughs> you know, it's tough to say. I actually think Chase Young kind of has. He He's looking uh, more just you notice the it, explosive speed that Young has. That that was the appeal to, you know, drafting him. That was the sort of, um, you know, his ace. And he's kind of gotten back to that in the way that he's able to to explode off the line of scrimmage, driving guys like Charles Lemo back. He's had a really strong camp, but that's nothing to discredit Montez Sweat. You know, I think Montez Sweat is having an excellent camp as well. And he's, he's a very solid pass rusher. So we'll have to see how they perform when the games start, but right now I've been impressed with Chase Young. So Sam Howell, the first-year 
passer for the Commanders. He did play one game last year against the Cowboys, uh, 11 for 19. Uh, we've seen what he looks like on the field, some impressive stuff, uh, but it's going to be a struggle. I'm wondering that how mature does he sound, Sam Howe, when speaking to the media? Is he commanding the room? Yeah, you know, he's still a little bit shy at times, I think, but uh, in his presser this year uh, with us in training camp, he kind of made a joke about of uh, two reporters who were wearing kind of Carolina and Duke colors. He made <laughs> said he liked the Carolina colors better. He, you know, you see a little bit more of his playful personality. I think he's starting to open up in that regard because I, I do think he's realizing that if this is his team, he's going to have to engage in all aspects. Um, and you know, I think he's making strides in that regard. I'm hearing a lot of the positive news about Cam Curl's play. I mean, just how good could Cam Curl get this season? Yeah, it's really been. I mean, we all know how important he is to this defense. He, with the three games without him last year, they were a mess on the field, and their defensive turnaround started uh, pretty much as soon as he got back. But I think the thing that is interesting for Curl this year is whether he can take a step up and start forcing uh, some of those turnovers. You know, in training camp and practice, he's had a few interceptions already on Sam Howe, has just had great anticipation, great read of the ball. Now, if that can translate to games um, in flip field position, then Sam Curl, you know, he's in a contract year. He's going to be – he's going to receive a massive payday if this continues. Hearing a lot about De'Ami Brown impressing, watching McLaurin highlights, of course. And earlier today I read about Jahan Dotson. Why is nobody talking about – my boy, Curtis Samuel. I need him to be elite this season. Yeah, he had a little bit of a quieter camp. But, you know, uh, the question for me with Curtis Samuel is how does Eric the enemy want to use him? You know, you, you think about the versatility that Samuel has, that Scott Turner uh, seemed to be obsessed with, sending him in motion. And, you know, you do see Curtis Samuel in motion quite a bit, lining up in the slot and lining up in different positions. But it just hasn't really translated to on the that much on the field production and even in training camp you know he, he's had a little bit of a quieter uh, camp so far but uh, I just think it's a matter of how do they want to use him and what will you know what will be his best area uh, for him to succeed. Matthew lovely love having you on the show follow Matthew Paris on social media at Matthew underscore Paris we call him the bulldog because he asks hard-hitting questions I'm going to end this segment with an, a hard-hitting question I know last week you couldn't come on the show because you went out to see Oppenheimer. Somebody told me it was the best movie they ever saw. What is your reaction to Oppenheimer? Jeez, that's uh, quite uh, the reaction. I loved it, though. I mean, it was, you know, the three hours I thought uh, flew by. Just, uh, I wasn't, you know, I I read most of the cast, but there were so many, like, little surprises, like, oh, this guy's in this? (laughs) Um, and, And it was just, you know, to see guys firing, at all cylinders, you know, Christopher Nolan, um, just a beautiful filmmaker, and just his movies are awesome. But it it was up there with, you know, Christopher Nolan's career. I think my favorites are, you know, his Batman movies and Inception. And I would say after those, uh, this is right up there for me. Wow. Wow. That's awesome to hear because I do love Christopher Nolan as well. Matt, thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere, don't change that dial. The final segment coming up next. Welcome back. It's AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. 
Broadcasting live from the per- burger capital of America, Richmond, Virginia. So it's a running bit on the show, Zach. Anytime I have a burger now, I've got to talk about it on air. Where'd you go? Went back to Bovine. Bovine burger concept once I think again. that's Clifford's favorite. Oh, really? It's yeah. a lot of people voted number one. I, I did say that I do think EZ Burger is better. Right behind ZZQ there in Scott's edition. It is the fact that it's very close to me, but also... I mean, they're using the bacon from ZZQ. That's, I mean, that's how good it is. It's also a bit of a thicker bacon. But I will say, back to bovine, the second time I've had it, uh, the burgers are terrific, but their sauce is what puts them over the top. Mm. They have, like, their own specialty sauces. They have one, like, it's called, like, a rustic barbecue. I don't, what does rustic mean? I have no idea. But it is, it is, it pummels any regular restaurant barbecue sauce. I mean, just destroys it. It's like liquid gold. It's that good. All right. You know what I've had to eat today, by the way? What's that? A blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) A leftover blizzard. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're going to have to get used to it middays, man. We do the show. We don't eat much. And then as soon as it ends, we just pound food all night. (laughs) (laughs) I have one feeding per day. Well, (laughs) I'm going to get you hungry because it's time. For dude food. Oh, God. I'm so hungry I can't find the intro for the song, Avon. <laughs> Hang on. I don't know where it is. There's too many buttons. Well, I, I, I'm here's a hint. It does say dude food. I know, but there's 73 <laughs> buttons here, and I've probably seen it 17 times. You know, Where's dude food? Well, it, you know, it should be on the sheet there. Dude There we go. Food. We're not responsible for the content of this program or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude. Food. So I just did want to bring this up uh, quickly here, mentioning I went to bovine burger concept. One of the things that makes bovine so good, and we don't have this in Scott's edition, it drives me crazy, is that they are open till 2 a.m. The kitchen is cooking burgers until 2 a.m. And that's what puts them over the top. According to Yelp, here are the top five late night food spots in Richmond, Virginia. You have Jack Brown's Beer and Burger Joint off of Three Chopped. Everyone tells me that place is amazing. I still haven't been I yet. I about Jack Brown's. Yeah, Good I, burger there, too. I need to go. Um, Sidewalk Cafe. That is one of my favorite late night spots. I uh, They have like good pasta there late night. Um, meatball subs. Everything at Sidewalk is really good. And that's what I love about Richmond is that even like the small dive bars have really good food. Uh, Bovine Burger Concept was number three. Open till 2 a.m. Number two, Get Tight Lounge. Mm. Which, have you been there before? It's no, like, I live on the south side. Yeah, I'm living yeah. that Midlow life. It's right on with campus. My it's pretty boring food-wise. I, I want to think. say that was called like Starlight when I was in college or something. Now it's rebranded as Get Tight. It's not that tight. No? <laughs> not my favorite. It's not a go-to. They, you know, they had, I'm pretty sure, and I, I, I hate to hate on them if they want to be a sponsor, but I think they had like a spam sandwich on their menu late night. And I, I saw that. <laughs> I think spam tried walk- to make a comeback here I know. a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Nashville has well, spam sandwiches. Well, it's up to them to turn you on. Yeah. Right? Number one, though, I've never been to this place in Carver, Cobra Cabana. Oh, I've heard good things I've about heard that. good things, too. Uh, but here's what big story we want to bring up on Dude Food today. Taco Bell. Taco Bell was sued today in a false advertising class action lawsuit where a consumer alleges that Taco Bell completely misrepresents 
the amount of beef in the Crunchwrap Supreme by at least double the amount. What was your first reaction when you saw this lawsuit, dude? Um, I just went to Taco Bell the other night. I, it was a long day. Anytime it's like a marathon day yeah. and it's late at night, it's right there on the corner. Right. And I'm like, F it. Yeah. I'm going to Taco Bell. And it was like, it, there was nothing in there. <laughs> nothing in just no time. meat no. so frank saragusa on behalf of himself and others uh situated he is the plaintiff against taco bell corp and he brings this action lawsuit against taco bell on behalf of himself and all other similarly situated individuals who purchased a crunch wrap supreme a grande crunch wrap a vegan crunch wrap or a mexican pizza from the Taco Bell located in New York during the period of July 31st, 2020 through July 31st, 2023. This class action lawsuit against Taco Bell for unfair and deceptive trade practices for falsely advertising the amount of beef or other ingredients in all of the menu items. I, I just think it's hilarious. Like, does he not realize that companies like Taco Bell McDonald's, they hire marketing firms and photographers to make the fakest stuff out there. You know, it, like... It never looks like that. I know. The cereal is is not milk. It's it's Elmer's glue. It is. You know, when they make pizza, it's not really cheese. They're, you know, they're gluing the cheese. That's why it pulls apart for 15 feet. I mean, it's like... I hope beer is beer, though, in the ads. Yeah. That always gets I just, me. I wonder, like, what is Frank, Frank Saragusa thinking? He's a resident of Ridgewood, New York. And he believes that he purchased an overstated menu item at Taco Bell. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just think, I'm reading through this lawsuit. It's so funny. Number nine on the list says that Taco Bell uses the same uniform photos on Taco Bell's in-store and drive through menu items and on their website and on food delivery service websites and mobile ordering applications. Basically, all the photos are the same, Frank. You're not getting anything different. Yeah, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And you know what, though? It was still delicious. I wasn't trying to knock them before. I keep going back to Taco Bell yeah. because it's delicious. Well, the thing is, is this lawsuit has picked up some steam. Uh, according to the report on September 15, 2020, a reporter for The Sun published an article stating that the Mexican pizza, quote, wasn't as beefy as the commercial pictures made it look. If you're going to Taco Bell and you're ordering the Mexican pizza, I'm sorry you did it wrong. <laughs> I love pizza. The pizza's always banging on AWOD radio. I'm not getting it from Taco Bell. Maybe they're fries. All right? But besides that, I'm ordering the quesadilla or a simple taco. I go Taco Supreme. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I, I, I do really like the Doritos Locos tacos. When they Whatever. started... Throw I, hot sauce on it, and it's awesome. Well, when they started the Doritos one, I was like, there's no way this is going to last. Right? It's like That's a good. red taco. But nacho. It's still there four so years later. So good. It's so good. Uh <laughs> Here's another part of, of the action lawsuit uh, against Taco Bell. The advertisement for the Grande Crunchwrap Supreme can be located online, and the screenshot can be received by a customer located on the YouTube channel, and the amount is not overstated of the beef or the ingredients contained in the advertisement. You know what? I'm on Taco Bell's side for this. You know what, Frank? Take this sh lawsuit and shove it up your you-know-what. I'm on Taco Bell's team. You know, Frank Saragusa of New York City thinks he can just open a lawsuit. You know what? He thinks he's going to be a, a millionaire. 
He thinks that because he saw the lady from Domino's complaining about the tater tots. Right. Right. What, why are you ordering tater tots from Domino's? Right. And he saw the uh, making better in he your saw house. the Seinfeld episode where Kramer yeah. sues for the the coffee being too hot. I'm not a fan <laughs> of these people at all. That's I'm not it either. Nicely. It, it, it really. But I will say, looking at the photos, it is so funny because he took pictures of the Crunchwrap Supreme advertisement and his actual Crunchwrap Supreme from July 31st, 2020. And it, it looks hilarious because the Crunchwrap Supreme looks like it's like six layers on the advertisement. And then he's picking it up and it looks like just two chips shoved together. <laughs> it is really funny. And I will say uh, from his picture, he's doing it wrong. He, there's zero hot sauce on his Crunchwrap Supreme. If yes. you don't load that thing with hot sauce, sauce you're doing it, up, it wrong. Frank. Yes. What's the matter with what you? What are you doing, man? And why are you not getting their nacho cheese on the side so you can dip it in? It's like he doesn't know that there's a cheat sheet at all Taco Bell. Uh, he knows. <laughs> He's not doing it right. looking for quick money. He you needs to I mean? go to a homestyle restaurant where they take pictures of food in their kitchen. And the food that they serve to your table is better. Yeah. It looks better. Well, how about this, Frank Siragusa of, of New York? If you want to take photos of the advertisement and compare it to the actual Crunchwrap Supreme, how about you show us an actual photo of yourself so we can see you're a 400-pound overweight male who doesn't need to be going to Taco Bell. Why don't you cook your own meal, Frank Siragusa? I'm going in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be at... You're going to be at Taco Bell. And I'm not taking pictures because I'm not like yeah. that. You're going to be at Taco Bell before Grant and Danny crack the mics. It's true. <laughs> Grant's back. Yeah, Grant is back, and he had his third kid. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty quick. You know what Grant Paulson? Yeah, I know. He does, <laughs> and this is the greatest bit that I've ever heard of. He names all of his kids after former president, presidents. Oh, yeah, because they, they do get a little political from time to time. Well, they're in D.C. So they're in D.C., so yeah. they have to. But I, he's, he's got uh, all these amazing... Named kid like I've met his daughter Reagan. I think there's nice. there might be a Truman, and then I, I don't know the the name of the new kid, but I do know it's gonna be named after a president. That's a fact. Hopefully not this one. <laughs> it's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington D.C. I'll see you guys tomorrow at 12 noon on the Fan.